If you open your Bible to page 1047, I can't see from that. I can read behind me, but I can't read that thing that far. I'm going to be that verse in just a moment or two. You know, I want to talk to you today about something that is really at odds with our culture. And in one word, it's the word diligence. Diligence. Now, you know, our culture today, I think a good way to, this would be my take on our culture today when it comes to diligence. Uh, Our culture today wants the maximum payoff for the least amount of work possible. That's kind of where we are in America. And that's not negative. Maybe that's not even right. That is my conviction. But I'll tell you what, anybody in the work world today that is involved in trying to hire employees will find that the, the work ethic today and the work ethic years ago is a completely different work ethic. And, and, and the truth is, they, they basically what they want is the maximum payoff but what they want is to, is to do the least amount of work possible to do. And when you find a person that is, is a person of diligence, you have hit a grand slam home run today. Now, uh, it's interesting when you think about that, the word diligence occurs frequently in the Bible, in the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the New Testament, The word translated diligence literally means uh, to make an extra effort. That's the idea of diligence. It means to work hard. It means to give it your best shot. It it means to stay committed to whatever it is you've committed yourself to entirely and constantly. You just like, you just grab hold of it like a bulldog and you do not let go. And just day after day after day. Now, in the Old Testament, The Old Testament, I'm going to read you the verses. We won't turn back to them, but let me read them to you. It it explains diligence as the opposite of being lazy. Let me read you a couple of verses. In Proverbs chapter 12, it said, The hand of the diligent will rule, but the lazy man will be put to force labor. And then the very next chapter, it says, The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. So this, this idea of, 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 of making every effort, it's kind of like, you know, if you've ever watched like a, a track meet and, and whatever distance they're running, but like if they're on a track and they, they're getting down close to where that ribbon is across, as they get there, they just kind of, uh, you know, they just give it all they have. They just throw it into overdrive. It's almost like they, they push their chest out as far as they can as they run to try to hit that ribbon, that mark that they need to hit to win. And it's a very, very interesting thing. Now, a little background. You know, I was thinking about this whole idea about diligence. It relates to work. Now, Before I became a minister, I was in the secular work world, and I either worked for companies, and I also worked in one job for an individual who owned the company, but I worked for the individual. And and as I was thinking about that, like in in the secular work world, you're, you're accountable to whoever's above you. 
I mean, somebody is your supervisor. Somebody, uh, you know, is to give you some leadership and guidance. And if it's a company, they have a system. It's the individual. And so in the work world, I mean, the company or the individual kind of lays down like what time work starts, what time work ends, and what time lunch is, and, and have all these kind of little rules or whatever you want to call them. And, and you are accountable to that. Now, it, it's, it's really interesting because later in my life, as God called me into the ministry, when I went to my first church after seminary, I experienced something that I'd never experienced in all my life. And that is, I, I didn't have someone to say, now this is what time you need to be at work, and this is what time you go home, this is what time you have office hours. And, and I thought, now, you know, I've never managed anything like this. There's, now, it's not to say that I wasn't accountable. I mean, church can always call a business meeting and fire you. Uh, they have committees, you know, but I mean, we have a great personnel committee, but I mean, they've never said to me, now, pastor, we want you to be at work at this hour and you can go home at this hour and you can do this kind of thing. So in the ministry there, in fact, this is one of the problems in the ministry, um, you know, a person can abuse that, and and uh, and and many I fear do. But be that as it may, uh, I, I had to figure out what to do. Like you know, I thought now, and I, I really landed on the verses we're going to look today in Colossians chapter three, verses twenty-three, particularly verse twenty-three, became my accountability verse. Now listen to me. It has been my accountability verse. Now, it's not like I don't, it's not like I'm not accountable. I am accountable. I mean, if I did not do my job, uh, then there, there are structures in our church that would deal with that, and they should. But the fact of the matter is, I just decided somehow I have, I need some standard that I can go by to help me to be what I need to be as a minister of the gospel. And I landed on Colossians chapter three, verse 23. And it, it the, the verse does not have the word diligence in it, but listen carefully. The verse defines diligence. The word, the word's not in the verse, but the verse defines diligence. And, and here's what it is. It says, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Now that has been my standard of accountability for all my ministry. And really, if you get serious about that, you don't need to be a minister for that to be your accountability verse. Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Now, I've fallen short many times, but it's never ceased being my goal. That is my goal. We're going to talk about how that works out today. Now, uh, there are some things that, that as you look at that verse and then you look at the following verse that we can do to help build diligence into our lifestyle and keep it there. It, it's one thing I was thinking about Jimmy singing a moment ago. Jimmy's been here not quite 30 years, but something close to that. But like, I mean, when he started, he, he was the same guy that we see today. He's just... He, he, he's going to give it his best shot. Now, he'll sing some bad songs. Don't tell him I said that. Yeah, but he's going to give it his best shot. Now, let me tell you, I'll preach some bad sermons, but I'll tell you what, I'm trying every time to give it my best shot. 
And oh, by the way, I was in Panera Bread early this morning and a member came through. And here's all the member said to me. You talk about blessing a preacher on Tuesday morning. He looked at me and said, John 6, 47. I thought he listened to my sermon Sunday. And he said, Pastor, what you challenged us to do is just what I needed. And I thought, my gracious, at least one person was listening. <laughs> and then Dottie asked me, why did he quote John 6, 47? I said, Dottie, you were there. Did you not hear what we said? But anyway, uh, she did, and, uh, and she'll do well. Well, how do, you, how do you build diligence into your life? Well, first of all, look at the verse, whatever you do, do it harder. Now, whatever, what does that mean? Well, it means whatever. You know, many times it's like those fish we were talking about that, that Peter, James, and John caught out and uh, they brought in, tell us how many fish it was. And you read one commentary, it says, now what those numbers mean is this and this and this and this. And the other says, well, it just means that's how many fish you were. Well, you know, you don't need to get a, a, a Greek lexicon to figure this out. Whatever you do, what does that mean? Well, it just means whatever you do means whether it be something big or something small. Um, it means, it, it could mean like just simple chores around the house, whatever you do. Uh, it could mean changing a baby's diaper, whatever you do. Probably for this group, a grandbaby's diaper. Maybe a great-grandbaby's diaper. I'll land here in a minute. But it, I, I'm just trying to illustrate just a little take out the garbage. I, I do that every Tuesday morning. I was thinking about this morning as I was taking up the garbage. I thought, now, I want to do it heartily. I don't want to do it grumbling. Heartily means from the soul. You know, Dodger's way of explaining it is do it lovingly. I remember when we first were married, she wanted me to do something. I guess I expressed I didn't want to do it or whatever. And, and she said, if you're not going to do it lovingly, don't do it. And I said, well, good, that, that's a good way out. And, but, but, but I learned later, well, that's, that's what this word heartily means. Whatever you do, you do it heartily. I was reading this, Martin Luther King Jr. put it this way. Let me just read you this. He said, if it falls to your lot to be a street sweeper, sweep streets like Mac, Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweep streets like Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep streets so well that all the host of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, quote, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. You know, that's pretty good. Whatever your job is, we just need to, we need to sweep the street well. And I like that. So whatever you do, you do it heartily. Well, here's another thing. Uh, it helps me. Whatever you do, you do it unto the Lord. In fact, look in verse 23 again. Whatever you do, all right, whatever that is, if it's something people see or if it's behind the scenes, that doesn't make any difference. Do it heartily. Do it heartily. All right? But then look what else it says. As to the Lord and not to men. Now, this to me is the key of building diligence into your life. You put your best effort, you give it your best shot, listen, to please God, not men. You know, many times if the supervisor's watching, people perk up. Uh, I, sometimes I roam all over the buildings because I like to roam all over the buildings and I walk a lot. But I'll be roaming somewhere and I'll, I'll, hear, I'll hear one group say, hey, preacher's coming. 
<laughs> well, what difference does it make if I'm coming, you know? And then sometimes I'll see them, they'll be sitting down resting. They'll say, we're on break. I said, well, you know, I don't know when break is, okay. But, but, but the point is this, you know, and like... I, I want, to, I want to please the people in our church. I want, I'd hate to think I was pastor of church and nobody was pleased at what I was trying to do in the church. But in my heart, bottom line is, I do want to please my church, but I want to please my God more than my church. And if I please God, I'll please my church. Could I have an amen to that? Yeah, and that's what it's saying. You, you do it, how do you do it? You do it not to please men, but to please God, you do it unto the Lord, as to the Lord, not to men. I read this thing about uh, Michelangelo, someone he was painting in some obscure corner of the Sistine Chapel. He was asked by one of his helpers why he lavished such attention on a part of the ceiling no one would ever see. And he replied, God will see. God will see. And so, like, when I'm out in the pulpit in the, in the big church, the people see. Well, let me tell you, when I'm in my study preparing and nobody else sees it all, but God sees. And when God sees me being faithful, doing what I should do to prepare, I'm telling you, you'll, you'll have a special anointing when you get out to do what it was publicly God calls you to do. And so that to me always encourages me. Now, I think one way we can practice, you know, you have to kind of work at things that don't come natural. And I believe because we were born with a sin nature, I, I don't think some people are just born diligent. Now, you may not agree with that, and maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I'm not an expert in that field. I think whatever level of diligence we come into this world, I think we can grow in our diligence, just like I think we can grow in every area of our life. And the way you grow is you, you, you practice the things you need to practice. So in that area, you, you, you will grow. And I believe diligence is, is one of those things. And one of the things we could do to kind of practice the habit of building diligence to a next level in our life is simply throughout the day, just look up. Just throughout the day, just look up. And when you look up, remind yourself that God is seeing what you do. You know, most of my work, I do alone. I really do. Like in my office, basically, I'm alone. Now, sometimes a staff member will come in, whatever. But I li like when, when you visit hospitals, you're, you're alone in the car. You, you just spend a lot of time alone in the ministry. But I always like to remind myself, now look. I, well, first of all, I'm not alone, and you're not either. But, but God sees. God sees. He doesn't just see what we do in the hospital room as we try to encourage the person. Uh, he, he sees how we were doing before we get there. And just look up and remind yourself that God is seeing what I do and live to please Him. And then return to whatever it is you're doing and give it your best shot. That's what diligence really is. And then <laughs> the, the payoff is in verse number 24. And this really helps. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. The payoff is right here, is that we're going to one day receive our reward of our eternal inheritance with God. You know, if we, if we kind of keep our eyes out there, say, well, you know, one day 
This is, this is what I'm going to get. And I do believe when we stand before God at the beam of judgment, we're going to be judged by our works, the things we've done in our body, whether they be good or bad. I, I don't have any way of knowing this, but I think, I think certainly at the top of the list or at near the top will be how we diligently went about doing what God had given us to do. I believe this with all my heart. I've said this many times. A Christian should be the best worker in the workplace. I believe that. Because in the workplace, there are many who are not. And we have a great opportunity. Well, yes, we can invite people to church and we can, as we have opportunity to share Christ and, and how maybe some scriptures helped us. But I think to the non-believer, the thing that would get their attention more than anything would be to see, <laughs> you know, that, that man, that woman, they come to work every day. They give it their best shot. They, they're just, they're diligent about what they do. I think many times our example may be our better sermon rather than our words. And Father, I pray, you know, I pray that God, even, even for people that don't even know we are Christians. I mean, we're many places where we encounter people. Uh, they wouldn't know if we're a Christian or not a Christian. Many times they don't even know who we are. But they know how we live. <clears throat> they know how we act. They know how we respond. And God, help us to be diligent, remembering whatever we do, whatsoever you do, that includes everything. May we always give it our best shot. May we always, God, give our best effort. And may we always remember that we do it because we do it for you. Certainly we want to please those that we are responsible but God, we are most responsible to you. Just help us, whether we're before people or where we all by ourselves. Everything we do, may we be the best we can at it. Now, Lord, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for our Tuesday Bible lunch, God. Lord, you know every person in this room today. You know every need in this room today. You know who will be in this room next Tuesday. You know who will not be in this room next Tuesday. I just pray the angels in heaven shall surround everyone here today. Keep them safe. Keep them well. And God, help us to be good examples wherever we go. In Jesus' name, amen.